nationwide. Do, 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 do. The first sip of coffee is always the best, right? Of course it is. What's up, John? I think you're the first one. Rob Collins and Scott Huckles, I think. Stephen Lowry, what's up, man? What's up, Rob Beagley? And Nicholas D. Bridal, looks like. And Patrick uh, Eggleston. What's up, Rachel? I miss my Rachel. What's up, Brian Hartman? And Jimmy Bannis. And Michael Long and Daniel Connolly. Oh, my goodness. Scott Watson, another regular. And Jordan. Oh, boy. Brother man, brother man, Michael Silverman says. Well, right back at you, brother man, brother man. I, I saw uh, you. I missed the truck driver that went to the NCAA games. Oh, that's Chuck. Although I don't know what his real name was. Chuck was probably the best phoner. They're called phoners in the biz. He was probably the best phoner you could take while doing a radio show. So entertaining. Chuck from North Carolina. But then he would call, I think, Ron and Fez, and he would have a, a different name. And then other people would would uh, call me and tell me they heard Chuck on other channels on uh, Sirius XM, but he was using a different name every for every channel. <laughs> he loved being on the radio. And I don't even know how many of those stories were true at this point because he always had a damn good story. But, uh, yeah, I miss Chuck, too. I don't, I don't know if he's still around. Anyone hear him on Ron and Fez or anything like that? Is it Ron and Fez again? I hear Fezzy's back a little bit. Like I said, uh, I don't have satellite radio. They yanked that out of my car immediately. <laughs> God, <laughs> they couldn't keep uh, they couldn't keep the service going in my car. They had to kick me to the curb with a box and yank my my VIP status away from me immediately. Boy, were they angry, huh? <laughs> ah, whatever. Um, saw a good documentary yesterday for, for the sports fans out there. It's a nice, quick 59-minute documentary on the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers, uh, Bobby Knight's team that went undefeated. I think they, uh, what was their record? I think they went 31 or 32-0 and 0 back in 1976, and most would say that the 1976 Indiana team is the greatest college basketball team of all time. Fuck you, UCLA. That's right. Um, And what people forget is that Indiana, in 1975, the year before they went undefeated, they only lost one game. So they were something like 63-1, and 62-1 over two years greatest college basketball team of all time. Oh, okay, you don't care. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for sharing a little bit of my life. Uh, No satellite radio since you left Hope? Nope. Nope. I honestly couldn't tell you much about what's going on over there. Podcasting passed passed them by a long time ago. You know, on uh, on the other side of the wall. I call it the other side of the wall. I honestly do not hear about uh, any shows from uh, SiriusXM. None. Not even Howard. You hear about Rogan, and you hear about Burt Kreischer, and you hear about Bill Burr, and you hear about the History Hyenas. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of podcasts that are doing way better than any show at um, SiriusXM. And that's not me being bitter. That's me being honest. Jason Ellis. Oh, my God. That's a name from the past. Is he still, is he still doing it? 
That fucking guy was so jealous of me and Anthony. It was unbelievable. Jason Ellis wanted to be the next Opie and Anthony at SiriusXM, and uh, I think he fell a little short, don't you think? Because I don't hear about Jason. That's the first time I heard the name Jason Ellis in years. There's no way he's doing well at SiriusXM. There's no way. Not that I'm doing that well. I get it. I'll beat you to the punch. But uh, dude's a weirdo. <laughs> I love that word. I love the word weirdo. <laughs> I love it. He stinks. We're showing radio. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. That's the truth. I wish him nothing but the best. Actually, when I turn this off in a few minutes, I, I, I'll go back to not even thinking about the guy. He had a lot of potential, though. I'm not going to lie to you, man. They they sent me a tape early on when I was building that channel. And I was the one that uh, put him on our channel. And, man, he was not grateful. What a fucking dick. Gave him the opportunity of a lifetime back in the day. And he was just such a prick. I'm like, holy fuck. And Jimmy and Anthony hated him. And I was trying to have an open mind because I thought he had a lot of potential. But then... Then I had to jump on, not had to, but then I jumped on the Jimmy and Anthony train on that one. I'm like, yeah, this guy really is a fucking prick. He wanted to, he wanted um, Howard to love him so much that he realized he couldn't like embrace the ONA uh, show or audience, even though we put him on our channel. God, this business is just the worst. Do you and Ant have any contact anymore? Hey, Mandy, I haven't. Uh, been face-to-face with Anthony in over six years. I dipped back in a few years back. He started calling my uh, my afternoon show at SiriusXM, the last uh, show I did for SiriusXM. It was going well. And then um, there was talk of me joining his network. I didn't feel like it was the place at the time. A whale just fucking sprayed right in the middle of this video wow there is some shit going on in this ocean today um wow that was cool and um i didn't think it was the the place for me um i was building something with carl sherrod and vic that i was very happy with and and i i i believe they wanted me to move the show over there and then maybe me and aunt did a few things and i was just thinking it wasn't the the place for me and then next thing you know he, he went back to uh hating me and trying to tell the world that i'm the worst uh worst thing ever so that's that's uh that's it in a nutshell to be honest with you um but i had an open mind i i i wanted obviously at that point i was moving on to bigger bigger things for myself but i also understood the uh the branding of opie and anthony so i had an open mind of trying to keep that going and uh, I don't know. You got mad again or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I, I gave up uh, trying to figure him out many, many years ago. So do you think you will have the next Carl? No. No, no, no. I am exhausted. Oh, my God. Another whale. But it, it was off camera this way. Guys, look out uh, in the, the horizon. There's some, there's some whale action today. Uh, they have come much closer to the shore this this summer for whatever reason. Uh, a lot of people, the experts, they said that whale sightings are way up uh, off Long Island, especially because the bunker came back. 
See, if I don't say this right, then you get people very, very triggered and they get very, very bothered. But, uh, you know, in the end, I, I discovered Anthony. He was a raw talent. I, uh, I brought Jimmy into the fold. Uh, rest is history with that show. I don't have to explain that. And then I was on my way uh, doing it again uh, by discovering Carl. Uh, oh, my God. There's all sorts of splashing right out here. Sorry, I'm really distracted. I apologize. I kind of like uh, I kind of like the ocean and fishing better than uh, radio, I guess. Maybe that's one of the problems. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then Carl was just sitting there as a raw talent. You know, he was... He was doing stuff with the Food Network and Guy uh, Fieri, and but I'm sitting there going, "Holy fuck, this guy's unbelievable!" If he had the proper training, he would have been an amazing stand-up comic. Uh, he was well on his way to being an amazing radio guy. And then you know, I get that old salt Vic Henley involved and Sherrod, and I, I I built up another solid fucking show. And then you know, two out of the three guys die on me. <laughs> Uh, so I'm just exhausted. I mean, I, I'm not even looking to build another show. I like doing this. I like to have a cup of coffee with you guys and shoot the shit. I hope that answered your question. It's been it's been a tough year. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a tough year for all of us. And you find out that we all go through uh, terrible, terrible shit. Um, but... You know, we're a week or two away from uh, the anniversary of Carl's passing. I don't even know if you're supposed to call it the anniversary. Because that means you get a cake and balloons and you celebrate. But what else are you supposed to call it? Right? And then Vic Henley, I mean, that was only in April. May, June, July, August. So, wow, Vic's been gone five months already? That's crazy to me. As uh, someone wrote in the comments, I'm 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 still in the healing phase. I have my moments. I'll be honest with you. I, I have my moments where I start fucking crying. I'm too old to be crying. Then I have to kind of just go off because I don't want to see. I don't want my kids seeing me crying. There you go. There's some honesty for you. And then on other days, I kind of smile and laugh, thinking of those guys. <laughs> Christopher, you're kind of right. The older we get, the more emotional you get. Having those kids also makes you mushy. Yes, Christopher. Yeah, you start losing a little of that testosterone that, that makes men tough. We're tough. We don't cry. I told you, I only, I only saw my dad cry twice. Once after his open heart surgery, uh, my dad got a visit from my sister and uh, his grandson. And after he left the room, after they left the room, he started crying. And I'm like, what's up, Dad? You know, what are you doing, man? He's like, oh, I just love you guys so much. And just even thinking of that, I might have watery eyes right now if you need to know the truth. And then the only other time I saw my dad cry, we saw that movie, uh, Help Me Out. Because I, I didn't think I was going to talk about this today. And I need a movie fan out there. What was the movie... Where they beat the shit out of Jesus for an hour and a half and called it cinema. <laughs> I went with my dad. I don't know why. Oh, Rambo. Thank you, Wayne Boo Atkins. Rambo. <laughs> oh my God, that's really funny, man. 
I gotta stop for a minute. That's really funny. Bravo to Wayne Boo Atkins. Yeah, so me and my dad saw Rambo. <laughs> oh my god. Passion of the Christ, thank you, is the real answer. But fucking Wayne Boo Atkins is quick. Rambo. Uh the Passion of the Christ. I was uh I was off the air, so I know that movie came out around uh, somewhere between 2002 and 2004. You can look it up. I guarantee I'll, I'll nail it. And uh, we went. I, I, I went to visit my dad. He's like, I want to see The Passion of the Christ. I'm like, all right, let's go. So we went to Huntington. They have a movie theater there. And we went. We sat there. And uh, I look at my dad. He's just fucking weeping. And I'm like, why the hell are we doing this to ourselves? He used to hate that. He used to tell me that, you know... Why bother with movies that make you feel like that? He, he used to like going to movies that would just entertain him with no deep emotional messages. I think that was the only two times I ever saw him cry, though. Opie and DeStefano uh, De would be a great show. Now, Brian Bernard, you are correct, my friend, but he is uh, he's going out with Giannis Pappas. I think they're lovers now. I hear they might be uh, adopting a kid. They're lovers for real, and uh, they got a good podcast, The History Hyenas. Um, but honestly, yes, if, if things were different, that's somebody I would have absolutely looked at to, to do um, more on a regular basis. Chris Stefano is unbelievable. Why have you never done Rogan's Pod? Dave Walker, that's a lie. Ugh. That's what I think of Rogan for real. Ugh. Uh, but I do respect him. He's he's the he's the biggest guy going right now. Got himself a hundred million dollar contract or whatever the fuck with Spotify. But I say ugh because um, I flew into L.A. a few years back to do a TV show for uh, TBS, and un- unlike others, I won my TBS show. I landed and I Instagrammed a picture of me landing or something like that. Fucking Rogan texted me immediately. You're in L.A. I want you on the podcast. And then Jay Moore got pissed because I didn't do his podcast, but that's a story for another day. And then, um, so I was on his podcast a few years back. It's probably a good five, five, six years ago now at this point, I think. And then um, you fast forward, and this is why these people drive me insane I guess Rogan uh, picked sides on something that I, I don't think people needed to pick sides on, but whatever. So Rogan was in New York City, and um, I, I texted him like, hey, man, you know, I, I was just getting the podcast going. And certainly, I'm not going to lie to you, I needed a little help, a little bump from the people that used to do the radio show. And you find out uh, who gives a shit about you and who doesn't. And uh, what pissed me off was the fact that he didn't even get back to me. He could have came up with some lame excuse. I think he was in town for the UFC. He could have easily have said, dude, I would love to, because I know the bullshit stuff. But he doesn't even write me back. It's like, this is the same guy. When I when I landed in L.A., he texted me immediately to be on his podcast. And then you fast forward, he can't even be, be bothered to write me back. And that really fucking pisses me off. And I made a dumb video that, to this day, the haters have fun with. Whatever. You know, I, I still, you know, stood up for myself, but I made a dumb video where I'm kind of twirling in the street and shit. I try to explain that, but, you know, you can't explain anything to the haters because they'll just, they'll run with anything. But but I called out Rogan. And then for some reason that means I'm desperate or something. I'm like, no, it's just, it means I'm fucking pissed off. If you don't want to do my podcast or whatever, that's that's one thing, all right? But to not even write me back is like, that's just fucking bullshit. 
We used to call that bad pool back in the day. So I have been on Joe Rogan's uh, podcast. Oh, really, Becky? Right on. Yeah. I, uh, my mom always called it dirty pool when people did sh- stuff like that. Yeah. You get that, though, in this business. I got a list of guys that I thought, you know, we had some kind of relationship. And then you realize, I've said this before, you realize you were just sitting in the seat. You know, if you're lucky enough, every once in a while you get to sit in the seat. And that seat is very, very powerful. It sells a lot of fucking tickets. It gets people a lot of followers on social media. All that shit. And as you're sitting there thinking you're developing, you know, relationships, you realize, nah, they're just fucking fake blowing you because uh, you're sitting in the seat. I kind of didn't understand that until late in my my run. And then some of the people know. It's like, yeah, we. oh, wow, this is cool. I, I did help your career. You helped my career, and we're actually friends. So there was a little of that as well. Chris Stefano being one of them. He's, he's never uh, blown me off. The Cream Puff Boys, yeah. He was so confused that day, Rachel, because he's like, wait, I'm meeting you at a, at a garbage can, and we're just going to wander around? I'm like, yeah, man, this is what I do now. He, he was like... He was confused at first, but then I think he really, really enjoyed himself. My dog just licked my knee. He's like, what are you doing? You're talking to yourself. I'm a dog, and I know that's weird. The other day, I, I was talking about uh, Woody Allen and adoption. I was talking about Bill Burr, the Islanders. I said, Bill, because of you, blah, blah, blah. The Islanders are going to lose, and I'm going to have to have a third kid. It was on an episode a couple back and uh, in there, someone said, you should just adopt. And I said, uh, you know, Woody Allen knew how to adopt. And I laughed really hard. And then I realized I was getting into some, some gray area. So I shut my fucking mouth. And I'm like, you know, I got I to gotta research this Woody Allen. I found a fucking uh, website that has like the top 10 weird things with Woody Allen and his wife, Soon Yi. I needed a fucking shower after I read this page. That relationship is completely twisted, and it challenges my cancel culture thing, because I have a massive high tolerance. I'm so against cancel culture, but I was reading some of this stuff on Woody Allen, and I was like, ah, this guy should never work again. This guy should be in jail, but I don't want to be that guy, because officially, he skated. Technically, they don't got him on anything, but that guy's a fucking creep. I didn't realize the extent of it. And then I had to stop reading. And I I was thinking, you know, this will be fun for the live stream. You know, we can read all 10 of these things. And uh, I think it's number two. Number two of the top 10 was so disturbing. Something to do with another adopted kid that was something like seven. Let's just put it that way. Where I'm like, this isn't fun. I don't know how the guy skated. And pretty much everyone in that family says that, yeah, this guy's a creep. And did some shit. I learned that Soon Yi, uh, her mother was a, a prostitute in Korea, South Korea. Mia Farrow adopts her. And supposedly the mom, like, pimped out Soon Yi to her customers. This is all alleged. Because if, if, if it's a website that is, you know, not accurate, I don't need, it. I don't need the hassle. So let's just uh, say that. But supposedly Soon Yi's mom, prostitute, pimping out Soon Yi to customers. That's how her life started. She comes to America with Mia Farrow who wants to save the world and she adopted a million fucking kids. 
They do say in defense of Woody Allen, my dog's barking, looking around, um, that he really, really wasn't a father figure to her. And Mia Farrow sort of admits that because he was too busy working, making all those amazing movies. Uh, So that in defense, they say that they didn't really have a father-daughter relationship, but still Mia Farrow adopted Soon Yi into the family. And then this fucking creep, this Woody Allen, I guess Soon Yi said she wanted to be a model. Oh, like a model for what? And Woody Allen, you know, being the creep and the predator he is, is like, oh, yeah, you would make a great model. And then he finds a Polaroid camera, starts taking pictures of Soon Yi with her legs open. Yeah, this was all on the website. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I think she was in high school and she started, uh, I think, babysitting the rest of the kids that Mia Farrow had, the younger ones. And then Woody started showing interest and inviting her out, inviting her to basketball games, and she would dress all sexy. And Mia Farrow's like, why are you dressing sexy for your stepfather? Oh, wow. It was, uh, yeah, look, I just lost people. They're like, I don't want to hear this. I don't blame you. So the other day when I was laughing at uh, Woody Allen and the uh, the adoption thing, <laughs> I, I, I did a little research, and man, I'm all in. He's a fucking creep Bubba Daniels that's crazy man yeah but I'm sort of that that guy like if you're gonna cancel these people I don't know why you wipe out their their material like I think Michael Jackson is one of the biggest pieces of shit that has ever walked this planet uh but man he still has some fun toe tappers Cosby huge piece of shit and with Cosby, they said, look, we got to make his entire career and life go away. So they, not only did they cancel Bill Cosby as he rots in jail, they got rid of the Cosby show. They're getting rid of his stand-up specials, everything like he never existed. That I don't really understand at all. That's, that's uh, very weird to me and strange. They did that to Pee Wee Herman because the guy, you know, whacked off in a movie theater back in the day. You know, doing what guys do. Well, I don't know, the whacking off in a movie theater. But then again, we didn't have our phones where we had porn uh, at our fingertips. So, you know, you had to go into these uh, these movie theaters to, to rub one out or, or not. And uh, he did. He got caught. But he wasn't, he wasn't doing anything with anybody else. He was just by himself. And they said, fuck that. We got to ruin your career and get rid of your uh, children's show. That one, I guess, is a little weird. Because he, uh, you know, he was in the, in the children's genre. But if I had kids back then, I would still be, I wouldn't tell them about what Pee Wee did in the movie theater. But I would say, oh my, you got to watch this show. It's hilarious. This guy's fucking hilarious. So I think you can separate the two to a certain extent. Kevin Spacey, another fucking creep. But he's a damn good actor. But that's where we're at with cancel culture. You know, you get caught for something, maybe even something you did uh, 20 years ago. Then they got to cancel you, you and everything you ever did in the entertainment industry. I, I find that very, very strange. Uh, Louis C.K. was the saddest cancel. Louis C.K. is another creep, though. But that doesn't mean that everything he did should go away. That's just weird to me. He was FX's bread and butter, and they just got rid of the whole show. I would love to see 
reruns of uh, that show. I'm sure we could find it somewhere else, obviously. But why can't you separate the two? He made some great art with that TV show. Isn't Louis still a friend? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just another guy that when he didn't need us anymore, it, it, our relationship got way different. I'm cordial. I see him at the school every once in a while. His kids may or may not go to a school that I'm familiar with, let's just say. And uh, I actually I asked him to do the podcast, and he gave me the, yeah, I would love to. And then I realized I have no way of contacting him. <laughs> it's the Hollywood bullshit. Got an alert for a uh, parent-teacher conference. They're, uh, they're going to try to do the school thing. I don't know how that's going to work. Oh, stop being so negative, Hope. Our kids need to socialize. Of course they do. But uh, I see <laughs> I see a lot of schools closing down by, I don't know, October, November. <sighs> Where's everybody's coffee? What's going on? Hey, Debbie, what's up? Good morning. Good morning, Mason. Hey, Mason, what's up, man? Mason's a friend of mine now. What's up, Daniel? And Dale. And Jamie. And <laughs> Dwayne. Opie, why do you hate the youth of America? My kids want to socialize. My kids want to go to school. But uh, these schools had all summer to figure it out. So hopefully, I'm going to be an optimist. Hopefully, they figured it out. I know in my neighborhood, we're more worried about the sex offenders and the homeless people that have taken over. So <laughs> that's more scary than the uh, the coronavirus for us on the Upper West Side. I told you guys about that account on the last live stream. Something like Save the Upper West Side, and there's stories every day. I think the Today Show even did something on it. Yeah, now they decided that the homeless needed places to live because of the coronavirus, so... They opened up three or four or something like five really nice hotels on the Upper West Side and threw them all in there. And then you realize the Upper West Side isn't that liberal after all because everyone's like, what the fuck is this? I put a little chocolate milk in my coffee today. A little treat for the Opster. Have I ever tried the Starbucks uh, breakfast blend? This fucking guy just triggered me. Where are you? What is this name? Is it, uh, is that an L? Is this Elton? Eltan? Is that an E-I? I can't see. I know your last name is Burke. I hate Starbucks coffee. You should know that by now. And I was a huge supporter of Starbucks early on. I mean, way early on when people were like, well, I ain't fucking paying $2 for a cup of coffee. And then those assholes had to offer all that other shit. So you're in line. All you want is a quick cup of coffee because uh, at the time, Starbucks had really good coffee. And you had to wait for everybody like, I'll take a, uh, I'll take a scone and I'll take uh, a piece of that apple thing. And uh, can you make me a breakfast sandwich? And you're in line like, God, I just want a goddamn cup of coffee. And then they realize, well, if we put sugar in uh, our coffee drinks, the lines will be even longer. And then they're like, well, if we put sugar and syrups in the coffee, 
then we don't really need a good quality cup of coffee anymore. These are all opinions of uh, Greg Opie Hughes, and I'm not even sure if this went down, but I'm suspicious that it did. So then I think uh, the quality of the coffee actually went down, and then he said, you know what, if we burn the coffee and make it really hot, then they don't even know that uh, it's not a good cup of coffee anymore. I hate Starbucks. Wawa has better coffee than Starbucks. 7-Eleven has better coffee than Starbucks. Not McDonald's, though. Uh, Debbie's into the Java chip frappuccino. Good for you. No, see, I'm a, I'm a true coffee drinker. I just like a really good cup of coffee, a little splash of milk. I try the almond shit. It's It, it takes away the taste of the coffee. No sugar, none of that crap. Maybe uh, Maybe a little little dash of cinnamon on top every once in a while, but that is it. Subway has coffee I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> okay. Which uh, which uh, Subway, by the way? Carl told me something about Subway. I'm trying to remember. You know, if you, if you ask for chicken or turkey or ham on your Subway sandwich. This is another opinion by Greg Opie Hughes, because I, I don't remember exactly what Carl told me, but uh, basically it's the same meat. And then they just modify it to kind of taste like uh, chicken or ham or turkey. Uh, maybe we should do some fact-checking on that because uh, I'm not positive. I wish I'd listened to Carl a little more because I would have so much knowledge now. Starbucks sucks. There you go. John Gamble. Gamble in the morning. I'm telling you, it's terrible. It's so bad that... In New York City, I don't know where all you guys are from. If you're in a, a decent-sized city, you, you've seen this yourself. Uh, Starbucks kind of lost the, the true coffee drinker to the point that all these little mom-and-pop coffee shops started popping up again. They're like, we understand. You just want a cup of coffee. You don't want to wait in line with a bunch of tourists and farmers as they get their frappuccinos and their pumpkin spice lattes. And uh, and we'll get you in and out with a nice cup of coffee and maybe a taste of a, a little little like uh, I don't know Danish or something. But we're not gonna have a lot of variety here because we understand that person will sit there in front of the uh, barista, ugh, the cashier, ugh, and just go, oh oh my God, there's so much to choose from here, oh. oh. And you're you're uh, four people back going, oh my God. You're still trying to figure out what you want in front of the cashier? I never want to be a bother. I'm in and out. When I'm in front of the cashier, I feel the clock is ticking, and I already know what I want. And Then I pay, and I don't take out a little uh, coin purse, sorry, to get the exact money. That'll be $8.72. What the hell just fell? My God. Oh, my table's rusting. I just like leaned up on my table, the whole thing popped up, and a huge chunk fell off. One of the bad things about living uh, at the ocean. Yeah, but some, you know, the the cashier will go uh, $7.87, and then you get that person in front of you, and they reach into that, uh, that change purse. That's what I was trying to say, a coin purse. What an idiot. But then again, I've only been talking for 10, 15 minutes. I talk to you guys first before I even talk to my family because they're still sleeping. Um, and then they start counting, and you're like, oh, my God. And most of these people that work the cashier, they don't make a lot of money. 
I don't understand the people that actually take the change. Let's say it is $7.87. So you get 13 cents back, right? Maybe you gave it 10, so you're getting $2.13 back. There's a tip cup right there. I know it's only 13 cents, but there are so many people that will take out their change purse and put the 13 cents back in. I'm like, just throw the stupid 13 cents in the tip jar. Christ. Matter of fact, you know what? You go to the, this place all the time. Why don't you do the dollar thirteen in the tip jar and, and, and make their day a little bit brighter? But they have to count their change. And if they don't have the exact change, then they're fucking bummed out because then they just got to give you dollars. And then they take the change and they put it back into the purse. There's too much there. I should have just shut up a while ago. There's a change uh, shortage. Yeah, yeah, there is. Oh, no. Tony Ann. I'm going to go with Tony Ann. Tony Ann, what's up? Good morning to you. Yeah, there's a change uh, shortage because we're all putting it in a giant bottle, saving up for Disney. <laughs> Say my name. Oh, my God. I tried saying your name last time, Tony Ann. All right, I'll try again. I'm going to go with Tony Ann Napolitano Danza. I think I nailed it. Thumbs up or down, Tony Ann. Thumbs up or down. What's up, Brian? How are you, buddy? Hey, what's up, Tim uh, McConnell? How are you? Yes, Tony Ann says I nailed the name. All right. Good. I won't be panicking every day now when I see your name in the live stream. So, uh, that's why I refuse to get Disney Plus. Fuck Disney. We went over the fuck Disney thing, and I know I'm going to get a lot of thumbs up, Disney. We're all family here, are we? Really? I think we're family at Disney if we pay $10,000 for the week minimum. Then we're part of your family, right? We're all family. They try to make it like it's a fuck Disney you walk through the gates and they're going, okay, uh, you're officially on Disney property, so that'll be $1,000. But we haven't done anything yet. Yeah, I know, but uh, we're family. <laughs> would you like your picture taken? No, I, I would not like my picture taken. I'm going to take my own fucking pictures. How about that? And then if, if one comes out nice, I'll frame it myself. You try to go on a ride and then they throw you through a gift shop and it's a maze. They don't make it easy to, to exit the gift shop, which is a great documentary, by the way. I just want to go on the ride. Oh, no, now they dump you into the gift shop. And then if you got kids that don't really understand, they're begging you. And next thing you know, an hour later, you, you got so much shit in your hands, you don't know what to do with it. We're family, are we? Can I just ride this ride, please, and not have to zig and zag through a gift shop? If I want some gifts, I'll, I'll walk in at the end of the day and get a couple things. Okay? And then you, you got tickets for Disney, and then, you know, you pull into the parking lot. That'll be, that'll be $250. What? What? I, I already got... What? I, I, got a, I got a pass to be at Disney today. Why, why am I now paying for parking, too? <laughs> that is the biggest scam ever. That used to drive me nuts at the Islanders games. Wait, so now I got to pay extra to park to go in to see your product. Yeah, but we don't own the parking lot. That's how they got away with that shit. That's like, that's a crime. 
back in the day, a million years ago, probably at this point before me, when you uh, pulled up to a sporting event and you were going to see a sports team, they knew that uh, you were there to see them and you just parked. You just parked your car and walked in. And then someone was like, ah, I know how we can fuck people. I would love to meet the, the people in this world that their whole job is, I have a new way to fuck them. We'll make them pay for parking to come in to see the sporting event. That doesn't make sense. That's stupid. Fast forward. We're all paying. It's so dumb. Who was the guy? Aha. I know what we can do. Let's make them pay for water. Pay for water? No one's going to fucking do that. That's stupid. And they get you. You put the water bottle on the counter. That'll be $3. $3? What? the fuck is in this water <sighs> whatever i ain't making you laugh tom i'm not a fucking barking seal he goes i have 11 minutes before my next meeting make me laugh go fuck yourself how about that i'm ornery today i think i'm ornery because the kids are, are starting up and we're trying to do the right thing you know they start school thursday uh, the city schools have delayed the opening, so um, the first chance they got to actually go into their schools will be October. And as a parent, you know, we're all, we're all nervous. We're all worried about this. Oh, I know there's a few of you out there. I'm not worried at all. Well, good for you, because I am. You just left your kid at NYU, Shannon Johnson? Shannon Johnson's a... She's a star on, on these live streams. She always comes prepared and gives me something. Yeah, all right. There you go. Thank you for being honest. Scott said, um, mine leave uh, today for school. I'm freaking out. Good. The fact is, most of uh, the younger people will do just fine with this coronavirus. I understand that. And if I was younger without kids, I can't sit here and pretend I probably would be all over the fucking place. I don't think my life would have changed much if I was younger. It's a whole different world for me now. Robin, I was at a hockey game years ago that went into overtime. Parking was $20 to park till midnight. Game went past and fucking everyone got parking tickets by the douche parking company. Are you serious? This is exactly what I'm talking about. So the parking company gave everyone parking tickets because because you were only allowed to park there until midnight. And they, they will claim, look, we have nothing to do with the, the actual hockey game. They're, they're two separate entities. Wow, that, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's what drives me nuts on a daily basis. I don't care how much money I make. I don't care how much money I have. It's the reaching into your pockets constantly. More, more, more. And for whatever reason, we just accept it. The teachers and the rest of the uh, faculty are very much at risk. Yeah, Lewis, I agree. Because, uh, 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 whatever. What, whatever. It's it's stupid to talk about this because you're not going to change anyone's opinion because you got the people out there going, oh, the kids will do just fine with the coronavirus, and they ignore the fact that the kids are interacting with people that won't be fine with the coronavirus. I'm kind of giving up on, uh, you know, yelling, yelling and screaming about this shit because it doesn't matter. People are set in their ways. I, I was getting pizza last night. I almost got in a fight. And then I realized, I'll be honest, I realized I probably would have got my ass kicked. Not many will admit that. Because every time you say I was almost in a fight, you want to you wanna think you're Mike Tyson. 
I was getting pizza, and there's a strict policy. You got to go in there with your mask on, you know. And so I went in to get our order. There were three or four people there, and it's still a hoax. Open <laughs> my, my long. It's what are we up to? 191,000 people have died, and I that number would be absolutely. I don't know, at least double, if not triple, if we didn't shut down so much stuff. Because then people are like, well, it's 191,000. Yeah, that's bad. But was it bad enough to shut everything down? But they want to ignore the fact that the reason we shut everything down was to prevent way more people from dying. Why am I doing this? Um, Anyway, I walk in and uh, I'm waiting for my order. And, you know, there's two or three people, like I said. We're all wearing masks tight hot as fuck in there i felt bad for the people that worked at the pizza place because they all are all masked up uh properly and tight with it above their nose you know and there there's an asshole just one of these fucking asshole city people and i know i live in the city but there are people that come out uh way out east here on long island from the city and they just feel like you know these little towns are theirs and they're just pieces of shit to be honest with you They'll bump you on the sidewalk in town. They'll they'll cut you off in traffic. And their attitudes are just terrible. Terrible, terrible. Not all, but uh, I would say a majority. So th- one of those assholes was in the pizza place. We're all masked up. And this fucking guy, you know, there's a huge sign. You got to wear a mask to come in. And he's got his mask below his nose. And he's looking around like, yeah, I dare any one of you motherfuckers to say something. And I was itching to say something. And uh, I did not. I stayed away from him. I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to lose my teeth today. But it fucking pissed me off. Because he was being defiant. It was so obvious. I'll wear a mask for your little rule. But he just has it pushed down. So he's just... You know, his nose was completely exposed, which means the mask is pretty much useless at that point. You deal with that all day at the hair salon, Tony Ann? If a business is scared enough to have a, a, a rule that you can't come in without a mask, then, you know, you should accept that. And then if you want to be a, a no-mask-wearing fool, then, then do so as soon as you leave the fucking pizza place. I know we're doing less Trump, but Trump telling that reporter to take the mask off. You know what? Fuck you, Trump. Tough guy. Trump is not a tough guy. He's a fake tough guy. You live long enough, you know who the fake tough guys are. And Trump is a fake tough guy. He's belittling the guy because he's wearing a mask at the press conference yesterday. Fuck you, Trump. You ain't tough. I haven't had a haircut since January. I have uh, an 80s look again. LOL, Michael Long. Yeah, my hair is really long. And really, I wouldn't call it greasy. But, uh, you know, you you jump in the ocean every day. That salt water does wonders for your hair. (laughs) And I think uh, this week's sponsor is Blue Chew. BlueChew.com, promo code OPIE to try it for free. And I got a new sponsor coming soon, Hemp Bombs. Uh, I don't have all the info yet, but I would assume if you check out Hemp Bombs and put in Opie as uh, the promo code, I think you'll get some kind of deal. But we're working all that out. I think they start like in another couple episodes. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. And as long as the weather cooperates, we'll do this again tomorrow. All right? Love you, miss you.
Bye-bye. Uh, bye bye. When love comes to town, I'm gonna catch that train. When love comes to town. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-